0: What's up? Welcome back to the Keeping Stock Sneaker Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gray, and welcome to the Halloween special. In today's episode, we're going to go over some sneaker horror stories. Everything from crumbling midsoles, accidental spills, scuffs, theft, and everything in between. Just to have a little bit of fun before this Halloween comes up, I hope you guys enjoy your Halloween and enjoy these sneaker horror stories. But before we get into the main content, just to remind you, Keeping Stock is a weekly sneaker podcast uploaded on your favorite podcast platforms every sunday in 20 to 30 minute episodes so if you enjoyed today's episode make sure to leave a rating follow on your favorite platform and with all that being said let's get into it this week i scoured the web to find sneaker horror stories new and old twitter instagram i lurked on reddit nike talk old sneaker articles just to find a plethora of sneaker horror stories. And we've all seen them, we've all had them or been a part of them. And at the end of the day, they're just shoes, and it's usually pretty funny stories to occur. However, it does hit that horror scene when some of those shoes are priceless or could be worth thousands of dollars. But this first story comes from Reddit. User Len Trio X said, I was at work and my sneakers got caught in the corner of a shelf in the back. It clipped the midsole, got stuck onto the sole, and ripped it in half along with popping the air bubble. This happened around a month or two ago, and they were my favorite beaters. Still salty this happened, and I haven't been able to find beaters that perfect since it happened. And there's something about having the perfect pair of beaters or slip-ons or shoes you know you can just wreck that makes them almost equivalent to losing a super nice shoe. Because when you lose that pair of beaters, you have to figure out what's replacing that. Are you going to take something out of rotation and make that a daily driver that you can beat up in the stock room, the warehouse, to work, walking to the store, in the rain, whatever that is? Is it worth taking something out of rotation? Or do you buy a whole nother pair and look for the same pair to bring in as your beaters? And that's what makes it so much more difficult. I think a lot of people have much more connection to that rotation of, Three to four sneakers were always rolling because they're out of the box and easy to put on. Not a whole lot of thought has to be brought into it. And so when that's gone, it kind of throws off your whole day. I know I've had plenty of beaters over time that the midsole is either cracked, laces have been ripped, tore a hole in the side, whether it was a work shoe or a workout shoe or your go-to hoop sneaker. It's never a great feeling. This next story comes from Brett Goliff. You may be familiar with him. It's a famous footwear designer. And this one, he titled Friday the 13th. This is from a 2016 Soul Collector article. It starts, My horror story involves my Air Jordan 13 and a party. The 13 is my favorite shoe of all time. I've documented this number of times on the internet. I have one original pair of 13s in the white and red. I rarely, and I mean rarely, wear them. In the summer of 2006, I decided to wear them to a party. The party was at my house though, so I felt I could keep it under control, but I was very wrong. See, my girlfriend, now wife, decided to drink wine that night. Usually she's a vodka or beer girl. Both would have been better selections that night. She was the entertainer of the party as they were mainly her friends at the residence. I must say that my wife by all standards is phenomenal with her alcohol intake, but when you have a bottle of white wine, and then move directly onto a bottle of red wine, it can be a problem for anybody. So I'm sitting next to her on her deck as we all talk and tell stories into the wee hours of the night. Pretty typical Midwest summer night, but with any amount of alcohol, the stories get louder, longer, and more animated. Add that to the fact that my wife mixed her colors, and I soon had a new colorway for my Air Jordan 13. More of a deep red as opposed to white. I will say I never tried to call attention to it. I just instantly disappeared because I knew what had happened. I went to work getting the stain out. Straight cold water, blot, and repeat. I did this for 15 minutes and was able to extract all wine from the white leather. A true nightmare in any regards. It's one thing when a stranger accidentally steps or spills on your shoe, but when it's someone in your household, your residence, that is familiar with your hobby and passion for sneakers, To accidentally spill red wine onto your white red, also known as cherry 13s, an original pair, must have been unbelievably hard to control. I couldn't imagine the internal conversation Brett had when he knew that it had stained on his shoe, when he knew it had mixed on there. And it takes some serious nerve to get up, not make any connection to it, and then go work and wash it for 15 minutes let alone it being an original pair. On the bright side, he was able to get the stain out after blotting and repeating for that 15 minutes, which I'm sure alleviates some of the stress over time. But if that would have stuck, it's either a great story moving forward or a pair of shoes that you never wear again. Further, being in your own house, it feels like one of those moments where you think to yourself, I knew this was gonna happen. I was too comfortable I let it slide, and I was the victim. Our next story comes from Sneaker Admirals on Twitter. A great Twitter account to follow if you are on Twitter. It's just at Sneaker Admirals. And they had to say, Not necessarily a horror story for me per se, but I'll never forget in college, they threw a back-to-school barbecue, and I spilled a meatball on my buddy's all-white Air Force Ones. The face he made is etched into my brain forever. I felt terrible the whole day. Imagine that. Summer's coming to an end. You get to see all of your friends come together for a barbecue. Obviously pre-pandemic. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's dressed a little bit better for this back-to-school barbecue. It's the first day seeing everyone again. You've picked up some new shoes from your summer job, a new outfit that you wanted to display. You can never go wrong with a crisp pair of all white Air Force Ones. However, I'll say that is a very dangerous move going to a backyard barbecue, whether that's in grass and around barbecue sauce and barbecue in general, but you're feeling good about yourself. You're tagging along with your friends and maybe you're having a great conversation. You see a couple of friends walk through that you haven't seen in a while. And as you go to speak with your friends, one of your buddies happens to spill his plate all over your Air Force One's clean, pristine white. And that's something we all know that once white Air Force Ones aren't that fresh white and a little dingy, they just aren't the same. So to have a meatball dropped onto your shoe, whether that's just the upper and the leather or the laces included, it's a pretty jarring stain on the sneaker. I don't know what happened after the meatball was dropped. And as we know, the face must have been violent to be etched in the sneaker admiral's brain and eyes for in eternity. But to go around the rest of the party, one, having a meatball stain on your shoe, or two, knowing that you dropped a meatball on your friend's new Air Force Ones, couldn't have made anyone comfortable. It reminds me of that scene from Superbad, where they're dancing with a girl, and Jonah Hill's character gets a stain on his leg. And then later, the other character that you just meet has the same stain on their leg, and no one's comfortable, and it's it's drawn to fighting words. That's basically how a picture of the scenario could have gone down at this barbecue. So the next one comes from Reddit. This one is Alpha Elite Joe. They said, I had the Chicago 13s for my birthday when I was 13, and wore them the same day. Hey, our second pair of 13s story here. We went to the movies, and throughout the movie, I smelled Cheetos in the air for some reason. Come to find out, a kid behind me threw up, and it spilled down and hit the back of my shoes. Later, Alpha Elite gel goes on to say, I was able to grab the 2017 release eventually, so I didn't lose them. However, it's a memory that's etched with me forever. Another rancid story. That Some of these stories that I saw about vomit were utterly disgusting. I couldn't imagine one. Being in a movie theater is a risky play anyways. As we know, shout out to all movie theater workers. Cleaning up a theater is not easy from spilled soda, popcorn, nachos, candy, gum, and everything in between that falls on that floor. Wearing a fresh pair of sneakers is a risky move to a movie theater. But being a 13 year old with a brand new pair of Air Jordans, that's the only move you can make. That's how you show it off if you're in a small town or to the public that you just got this crisp pair of Chicago 13s. And then to be enjoying the movie so much so, You know, you catch a weird whiff here and there, but that's a movie theater. You don't think much about it. But can you imagine at the end of the movie, you stand up to see what smelled like Cheetos, which is awful in itself, to look on the back of your shoes or behind your seat and see someone else's bodily fluids dripping onto the back of your 13s? Makes you shiver. I mean, I'm glad they made Jason Mark. They probably didn't have it at this time to wash that out or the smell that it contracted over time and seeped into your sneakers. Must have been god awful. And you know since it's in a movie theater, whoever threw up either left halfway through the movie and didn't say anything or just made eye contact with that individual wearing the 13s, just kind of shook their head and then went went about their day. The bright side here, it only hit the back of the shoes and didn't like drench, but still, a definitely a memorable birthday and a memorable pair of shoes, but not for the right reasons. This next one comes from John Gotti, once again from the 2016 Soul Collector article. My worst experience created a shoe walk of shame. Anytime you wear older pairs, there's always a risk of a blowout, the soul falling off, or countless other random mishaps. Well, I decided to break out a pair of black Nike Trainer 1s from around 2001 last year. I'd worn them a few times before with no problem, but on that ill-fated day, they gave out on me. My daughter's school had a volleyball game, at a nearby school, and I was in the bleachers supporting, being a good dad. Early on in the first match, I happened to look down at a small chunk of black foam- type material laying in the bleachers. Didn't think much of it, and kept watching the game, shifting my seating position from sitting up to crossing my legs to leaning back. Then I noticed another piece of the same black material laying on the bleachers. That's when I happened to look down at one of my shoes. Tragedy had struck. Reaching down, I curiously touched the bottom of my left shoe. Another bit fell. Pieces were crumbling from the soles of my trainers every time I blinked or the gym's A.C. blew a little bit of wind that way. This wasn't looking good at all. Thankfully, the school we were at was only about 10 minutes from the house. The only problem was the gym entrance was all the way across the court, and it felt like I was sitting 100 miles away from it. I'd have to walk the full sideline of the basketball court, then the baseline in front of everyone but I'm no chump, and I don't embarrass easily, so I manned up and started my march. With each step, another piece crumbled. By the time I reached the gym floor and took maybe six or seven steps, the heels were disintegrating and becoming uncomfortable to walk in, and leaving a trail of black bits behind me. I got out of there and drove home. The shoes were grinding to pieces when I hit the gas and brakes. I swapped into another all-black pair of kicks, so as not to raise suspicion when I got back to the game. I'm pretty sure the kids and smattering of parents sprinkling in the crowd, didn't really notice what was happening. Still, there was probably at least one person who noticed the mess I left behind at my exit. The pain there. Anytime your favorite shoe starts crumbling, especially when you've had a shoe for 15 years in that case, from 2001 to 2016, for it to fall apart and you be actively wearing it, couldn't it be much worse. The bright side for John was he was in the bleachers, sitting, wasn't walking around the city, wasn't going to dinner, had the ability to quickly leave and put on another pair of shoes. And like you said, I'm sure no one noticed that a shoe was crumbling apart. Maybe they thought it was dirt. And a lot of people don't understand that shoes crumble as we keep them for long periods of time. But you never want to open up a box and see the midsole gone. It oxidized, wear it out, and the air bubble pops. Never a great time. I remember wearing a pair of the original Zoom Generations to a open gym, about two years ago that I had, and I remember going up for a reverse coming down, and as I stopped, the entire sole had just folded under itself. The glue came off. It was all done. I was devastated. I mean, it was an original pair of LeBrons, essentially LeBron ones, right, the Zoom Generations, and I wasn't able to get my hand on the recent re-release as those price skyrocketed. It was a cool to have an original LeBron, And tore it to pieces, which is great in its own, but I just remember my heart sinking. I just left the gym after that. I didn't have any other shoes, and I just had to toss the LeBrons. I wasn't going to glue them back together. It was just their time. And now, back to Twitter. Imagine it's a nice spring day, and you're deciding to go to the store. This is what Mike Sykes did from the Kicks You Wear newsletter. He says, I was wearing my hemp 2016 dunks during a grocery store trip to pick up some ingredients for jerk paste for some chicken. Put the paste in the cart, and it fell right through that little open space right onto my kicks. He said he scrubbed those things for weeks. On that account, I don't know if they were ever clean, but the odds for the ingredients for jerk paste to fall directly through the tiny space in the cart right onto your kicks is something I can only imagine watching in slow motion as it did. And you already knew it was too late. Seeing it glide through the air, right onto the shoe. Hemp dunks, of all things, to be obliterated by your ingredients. And then not have the luck of John Gotti to be able to just leave. You have to continue your grocery store trek. Very similar to the barbecue story from Sneaker Admirals. Everyone notices a stain on the shoe. So you know, subconsciously, Mike was walking through the store hoping no one would notice that he had just spilled in an aisle, and two, stained as dunks. Just got to walk it off coolly, don't look back, and hope that's all. Everything goes good. Mike, if you're listening, I hope that the the chicken turned out good that night because I'm sure you had a little bit of a vengeance for that when you're cooking up dinner. Stains on shoes, overall, are the worst, especially if they were to ruin a pair of shoes or take weeks to clean in some regards. And for the last story, I'll share one of mine. And this is for the Shattered Backboard Air Jordan ones. I was working in retail and I had recently ordered the Shattered Backboards from Foot Locker on the release morning that I believe the 350 Pirate Black Yeezys had released and the site froze for hours. It was one of the last time websites did those type of releases and saw that, that type of traffic before bots started becoming prominent. So I just waited a long period of time with the Yeezys, ended up getting the shattered backboards. Super stoked. I go to work over the next few days. I'm closely watching the shipping calculator as we all do, seeing where it's at, what facility, when it's leaving. And so I go to work. I see that it's out for delivery. And then I see it gets signed for. It gets signed for a name that I'm not familiar with. So I asked my manager at the time, hey, I'm going to take a lunch. Might be a little bit longer, maybe five minutes just because I have to find where these shoes are. And so I drive to where I'm living and it's basically a, a cul-de-sac of all fourplex apartments at that time. And so when I get there, I knock on my neighbor's door, see if they signed in it, and they say, oh no, we haven't signed for it. We haven't seen the UPS man. So I check, you know, my back door just in case. Nothing's there. And at this point I have about 35 minutes left till I have to be back at the store. And so in my mind, I say, okay, I'm apartment number four and I'm going to check all of the apartment number fours through this cul-de-sac, maybe about 10 to 12 other apartment number fours from the street leading into the cul-de-sac. And I knock, no one answers. I knock, no one answers. I knock, no one answers. And right as I'm about to give up, I say, I'm going to do this last one and then I have to get out of here. I know I'm going to be a little bit more late than I expected, but I'm going to try this. I knock on the door. I hear some scuffling about. I knock one more time, and this man opens the door that I've never really seen in the neighborhood. I'm not outside too often. He's about 5'6, 5'5. And so I'm about 6'2. So luckily for me, I can kind of see over this gentleman into his apartment. And he opens the door and he looks at me. And as I'm going to look down at him, I see on his coffee table in his living room, my shattered backboards opened, out of box, new sneakers being put in. Once again, these are a size 12. So this man, about 5'5", is going to try on my shoes. And as he's saying something to me and I'm not registering it, I just kind of point over him and say, those are my shoes. He says, oh, no, 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 those are my shoes. I signed for them. I said, no, you're not a size 12. Those are my shoes. And I walked in and I just picked up My Jordan One box and the shattered backboards, and walked out. And he's like, "Hey, you can't do that. Those aren't your shoes." And I was, "Show me the receipt that these are your shoes, and I'll give them back to you." And then he kind of just got choked up. I threw in my car, and went back to work. And it's crazy to look back and think on if I wouldn't have looked at that tracker and gone and checked the shattered backboards. Yeah, I wear them all the time. I know the resale on them is gigantic in some regards, and they're a really sought after Jordan One. But I wear them all the time. However, even in that case. I would have never had them if I would have never checked, and the courage for an individual to sign for a package that isn't there, open up the shoes, and then realize that's not my shoe size, and then still go to try to lace them? Not a chance. I mean, all I saw in that house was Teva slippers and sandals. I don't even know if that guy knew who Michael Jordan was, but he wanted the shoes, and I'm thankful to have them, and it could have been a nightmare. We know UPS would have never insured me for that. They would have said, oh, we dropped off at the right place. So uh, definitely a horror story when I was going through it, but a, a real triumph to have them now. And there you have it. Those are some sneaker horror stories for this year's Halloween episode. I hope you guys enjoyed those stories. Go ahead and share with me your stories. And I can post them on Twitter throughout this week and Instagram and interact and see what nightmares you've gone through with your sneaker hobby or passion. We're going to take a quick break, go into upcoming releases and see what's coming out. So the upcoming releases for October 25th through Saturday, October 31st or Halloween. We get the Adidas Pharrell NMD Human Race in Sesame and Crystal White. Typical NMD Human Race just in a new colorway from Pharrell on the 25th. We get Nike's. Dia de los Muertos pack with the Nike Daybreak and the Air Jordan One Mid, along with the Air Max 90 coming out on October 27th. Some very unique and fun colorways there, celebrating Dia de los Muertos on the 27th. On the 28th, we get the Nike Air Force One Low Skeleton in brilliant orange. I'm sure these would have hid a meatball stain on them. It has the outline skeleton on the upper in black, kind of airbrush. Those are going to be $130. Then we get the Nike Air Force One Gore Tex boots. We get a medium olive, an anthracite, and a wheat coming out on the 28th. We also see the Nike Air Max 97 Halloween and Air Trainer 3 Halloween on October 28th. Those are some really fun colorways, especially the Air Trainer 3 got some fangs on it in this purple, red, and black kind of Dracula looking colorway. And then that Air Max 97 Halloween that's got some. Almost like Nickelodeon slime coming down. That's going to be 180 for the Air Max 97 and 130 for the Air Trainer 3. We also see the fragment Air Jordan 35. Shout out to Wear Testers who just did a performance review on the Air Jordan 35. And if you're a fan of the Wear Testers and you haven't checked out last week's episode with Drew Wickham, an excellent episode, rave reviews. You guys seem to love it, got a lot of questions, and I'm happy to have him on the podcast, and hopefully we'll get him back. But the Air Jordan 35 Fragment Colorways will be 195 Then on the 29th, we get the Off-White Air Jordan 5 Sale, which will most likely be the release of the week here. A lot of people going after that. Some people getting early access on this past Friday. We'll see how it goes. A lot of people say Virgil's done, but a lot of people love these Off-Whites. So I'm sure those will sell out instantly for $225 a pop. Then we get the Adidas Ultra Boost James Bond series with... Wow, five releases. We get the DNA White, the Core Black, Core Black Iron Metallic, and Gray 2, James Bond collaboration. And then we get the Air Jordan One High Zoom Lemon Venom. That's a fun name to say, Lemon Venom on the 29th. We get the Air Composite F- Pro Halloween on the 29th for $230. Silver Upper with the orange pull tabs. We'll also see Adidas and Ivy Park back on the 30th with an Ultra Boost in this high-res yellow. We see a Reebok and Ice Cream Question Low pack. We get to see the Slam Jam Nike Dunks in a Pure Platinum in a black and white. Then the Air Jordan 1 High OG Dark Mocha on the 31st. Also going to be very difficult to get if you're going from off-whites and then these ones, which will be some hot releases. One of my favorite for storytelling purposes here is the Ghostbusters Reebok Ghost Smasher on the 34th. I have no clue how you're going to wear that in public, but it's a really cool storytelling piece. That's going to be 150 and that'll do it for your upcoming releases. I hope you guys enjoyed today's Halloween episode and the sneaker horror stories. Maybe it reminded you of your horror stories of the past for sneakers. If you're going after any of the upcoming releases, or you want to share your horror story just follow me on instagram or twitter linked below i hope you guys enjoy the episode have a happy halloween and i'll catch you next week